0: Who you say I am, so I will be who you call me to be, and I will walk in the fullness of the purpose you have over my life, because I am who you say I am, so I will be who you call me to be, and I will walk in the fullness of the purpose you have over my life for the purpose. While you're still standing this morning, let's just take a minute to lift a hand to the heavens and give God thanks today that you have air to breathe, that you have freedom, that you have freedom to worship freely. You have freedom to live in a country that is protected by so many who have died so that you could be here this morning in worship. And normally, we would have all the veterans and and in families of those who have lost military stand and even though we can't see each other right now, if you're a veteran or you are if you have loved ones that are veterans that have either currently serving or have moved on with the Lord shed their blood for this country just lift your hand because even though we can't see it, God does and I want you to know that you are appreciated we are grateful for you You are loved and your sacrifice is invaluable. Never forget that. No matter how many people don't treat you fairly when you should should be treated better, remember, God honors the sacrifice you gave this country. So let's just give a round of applause right now to all the veterans and the families and widows of those who have lost loved ones. In Jesus' name, before you're seated, I want to give you my passage real quick. If we go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. It's just two verses today. We could almost memorize it. It says, let's read it together. It's so short. Therefore, be imitators of God, imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love. Walk active. Walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself. He he gives himself, he gave himself for who for us and an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. God so gave his son that he came among us and dwelt, and we knew him not, he gave as part of his walk in love. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, not somebody else, an offering and a sacrifice to God for sweet-smelling aroma. My subject this morning, as you take your seats and look to your neighbor, and you can say it with me, is walking in love. You may be seated walking in love we're in week two of this series called walk this way and last year last year last week <laughs> last year was week one just kidding Now i've really confused you last week was week one of walk this way and we were talking about walking in unity As the body of Christ. It doesn't mean conformity to the world. It means being unified by God's word, which is what unifies us together. It's the glue behind God's church. And we have to operate as one body according to his word. That is how we are to walk in unity. And this week, we're going to talk about how to walk in love. Oh, this can be difficult. So simple maybe the most difficult thing to do. Has anybody else ever had this happen? Where like, (laughs) you're driving. Nobody else ever gets mad in the car. Does anybody get mad in the car? Is it just me that like a dark side can come out sometimes? Chloe, Chloe can witness. Chloe, you're too young to drive. But she's like, yeah, I've seen dad do some stuff. And it's just not (laughs) Jesus-like. She's shrugging her shoulders right now. No, Lani says she gets mad in the car. Never. She said, I never get mad in the car. That was added. Uh, but here's what happens is we're in a good mood. We're driving somewhere. And maybe right before we get to our destination of someone we're going to see, someone does something in the car to make us angry. Maybe they do one of those things where, like, the lane's closing and you got to get over, you know, and then they speed up so you can't get over and try to run you off the freeway. That's always a fun one. Maybe that's what made you mad. Or maybe uh, they're just changing lanes and instead of just changing lanes, they like to fly up on your bumper so close that they almost clip the tail end of your bumper as they change lanes. Maybe that's what makes you freak out and lose your Christianity for a minute. There's these things, and so what happens is you get mad, right, and now your outlook is different. So what happens? You get to your friend's house, or you get to church, or you get home and see your spouse, and guess who gets it next? Is the person who sees you. Your whole projection is different because of what just happened. It has nothing to do with them. It's They're just the projected object you saw next when you, when you got, to the, got to the party or you got to the birthday or you got to the church service and the next person you saw got to feel the tension that you had just minutes earlier because of someone else. We're talking about walking in love. And these are the kind of things that make walking in love much more challenging than it, than it sounds. We just walk in love, man. Peace and love. We just walk in love. It's easy to do until you get mad, until you get depressed, until you get ticked off at somebody, until you get bitter, resentful hateful, until you get something that interferes with the simplicity of God and who he is, it becomes difficult to exemplify the traits and character of Jesus Christ, even when we know the truth. So walking in love is that much more important because it's that easy to not do subconsciously when we're not attentive to it. And Paul talks about here in Ephesians, always walking in love he says and walk in love as christ also as christ walk in as christ christ is our mirror everything we do is an example through jesus he says he talks about walking in love and that sounds great on the surface until reality hits and it's it's a control thing it's it's when i'm mad enough i don't care if it's the truth or not i just don't want to do it anybody else when you get irritated enough or, or badgered enough, or instigated enough, walking in love is not only something that you have not forgotten, you're conscious of it, but sometimes you just don't want to do it because it's, it's more gratifying to vent They call it venting. I just need to vent. That means I need to make you my punching bag for five minutes. That's not what God called us to do. If you need to really vent, go get a punching bag and put it in your basement. That'll be a much better workout than venting your punches on your spouse or on your your friends verbally and saturating that relationship with something that has nothing to do with them. It's hard to walk in love. And my ability to stay in love mode in all situations, is not possible except, everybody say, except by the Spirit of God who is to dwell in and work through me. For I am a temple that shall house the Spirit of the living God as I am a follower of Christ, a new creation. And this is a kind of love that if you can carry it with you, In everything you do, even when they spit in your face, even like Stephen, when they're throwing the stones at you, even in all situations, even like Jesus on the cross, when they're crucifying him, if you can carry this kind of love with you, everywhere you walk, you'll conquer hate, you'll settle corruption, and this kind of love lasts for eternity. God's very character, God's essence is love. The beauty of knowing Christ is to know how deeply we are loved. And there's nothing greater God wants than is for us to exemplify back his character to others. Because he so loved us that we might love others the same. And if I let my emotions make decisions on how I'm going to treat others conditionally based on my emotions. My emotions are my decision maker. The enemy can pull the wool right out of my eyes and make me a fool. And in order to see, I have to maintain my focus always on Jesus. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself, he gave for us an offering. It's an offering. It's a sacrifice. That means when you want to be mad, don't do it. Because you are sacrificing saying, I love Jesus more than I want to be mad. When you, when you want to say something back to him or text him back... Or, or post it on social media about them, or tweet this, or tweet that, or whatever. You're saying, I sacrifice for Jesus because he sacrificed for me, and I value my love for Christ more than I value my emotion to vent this contradictory thing to my walk in love. Remembering who loves me, Jesus, is how I'll always remember how to walk In love and it's just hard to do pastor when i'm having a bad day does anybody remember the band fuel i know michelle we know you know the band fuel we're kind of the same same era y'all kind of young the nolani maybe they had a song i used to love this song let me see i'm gonna do my fuel impression had a bad day again he said, would not understand, left a note and said, I'm sorry, I had a bad day again. Spilled a coffee, broke a shoelace, smeared a lipstick on her face, that's the worst. He left a note and said, I'm sorry, I... Had a bad day again. Everybody. And she swears there's nothing wrong. <coughs> I my Is it her to play that same old song? Something, something, something's wrong. You know what? I had a bad day again. She said I would not understand. Anyway, you get the point. I used to jam that song. In my Ford Ranger five-speed, you think that was a Ferrari. I thought it was. It was Hunter Green, five-speed, V6. Yeah, I didn't have the four-cylinder. All you Ranger drivers know those things couldn't even make it up a hill. I had a six-cylinder, 3.0. I think it was a 3.0. And it was the five-speed. And I I just, when I was having a bad day and that come on the radio, I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm having a bad day and I relish in it because I can relate and I wasn't really thinking about Jesus. I was thinking about my, my bad day and I was relishing in it. That's not what we need to do. That's not what we need to do. It's hard to love in the sight of anger and bad days can make it hard to walk in love. And a lot of times, those bad days, just like you know, the smearing, the spilled the coffee. I spilled my coffee this morning. I saw a spider on the carpet, crawling, <laughs> crawling towards my Bible notes when I was reading, and I spilled my coffee. And I'm singing the the fuel song, and then I just hammer smashed that spider with my bare hand, and I was I was a murderer. See, I was guilty in my trespasses. I murdered a spider just like that, and I started off with this moment of not walking in love and here i am getting ready to preach about walking in love and i'm killing spiders and spilling my coffee and hence the fuel song and it just it's a distraction when you get like this you have to keep your focus on god and remember where am i going to channel my energy am i going to channel it to anger or am i going to channel it to god's grace and let that anger fuel love because a lot of times when we get mad It's actually because of love. Maybe somebody broke your trust or somebody hurt you and you get mad and you lash out. It's not because you hate them is because you're hurt and because you love so deep, you're hurt. So the the challenge is controlling that and not letting it become a bad day and let us re-channeling what comes out on the surface based on what's happening inside here. We can love so deep in here that anger can actually come out sometimes out of frustration. Anger can come out at our spouses, our family, the people we know the best. Sometimes the wrong emotion comes out because we love so deep, but to walk in love is to let that love that's deep come out the right way so it can be received because anger can't be received most times sometimes it can but most times it can't and so we want it to be received in their soil that's where change happens and that's why walking in love is so important even when you had a bad day there's nothing there's nothing wrong with turning a bad day into a good day i mean you can have you can create a bad day anywhere you can be on the beach in hawaii and create a bad day for yourself if you want to it's a choice you can tell yourself. I don't care if there was a spider on my carpet and I spilt my coffee and my kids working my last nerve because I'm on Corona lockdown, or whatever, whatever you're going through. I'm going to choose to be blessed and have a good day because God gave himself a, a sweet sacrifice for me. So I'm going to give a sweet sacrifice back to Jesus. That's what you got to do. Preach it to yourself. Turn that frown upside down. Turn that bad day into a good day. And just remember, your bad day is never as bad as somebody else's. Here we are honoring our fallen soldiers. Remember that when you're mad about the coffee, when you're mad you're out of coffee, when you're mad in the car. Remember, there are sacrifices beyond you. And what's cool is this is a day that makes us be humble and grateful and remember The sacrifice. So just think how much greater the sacrifice of your Lord and Savior. How deep that that love goes. That he will die for you before you ever knew him. That he would give of himself and forgive you for your sins before you ever even knew he even existed. That's how deep a love it goes. And that's why sacrifice matters. And that you have to be willing to walk in love even when you're having a bad day. A lot of times we just feel inadequate inside, so we project on others. It's a fear of not being enough to you or to them or they're going to not think I'm good looking enough or I'm I'm not I'm not I don't I don't I don't I'm not as strong as them or I'm not as athletic as them or I'm not as smart as them. And so I have this feeling of inadequacy. So I don't walk in love. I walk in hostility. I walk in jealousy. I walk in all these attributes, but I go to I go to church and I and I raise my hand, but then I forget that my walk is what is really showing who I serve. Monday, it's not about perfection. It's about keeping your walk in line with the word, in love. Jesus got mad. Everybody gets mad. Jesus turned the, turned the tables over in the synagogues. He got mad too. But the, the trick is not letting it take over your life. Walk in love. When you start to trip in anger, stand back up and start walking back in love. That's what it's about. Get up, try again. When in doubt, try again. There's no failure, there's improvement. And every time you trip, you have a chance to improve again. It hurts to love. God calls us to love no matter what without condition. And loving when it hurts is even more difficult than having a bad day. Loving when it hurts is straight up hard to do. It's hard to do. That takes even more sacrifice. People who you think, you think Jesus enjoyed being beaten on the cross? He loved when it hurt. Do you think all our veterans and people who fought for our country enjoyed the sacrifice, being on the front lines for this country? No, they loved when it hurt. That's what is real sacrifice, is loving when it hurts. There's something you have to be willing to give up to show how much you really care. And that's what really being full of love and shining God's God's light is about, is walking in a love even when it hurts. Paul says, be imitators of God. What that means is, even if you don't feel it, do it anyway. Be an imitator, fake it till you make it. It sounds shallow, but it's not, because as you surround yourself with the things you want to become, You start becoming part of that culture. And when you're not feeling God's word, embrace God's word anyway. When you're not feeling like loving people, love them anyway. Smile when it hurts. Love when it hurts. You have to override the habit, the instinct to react and start imitating God's character in all situations. And people will change around you. You will fix the situation in them because you are now imitating and showing them something different. They can't react at you because you have just embraced them no matter what. You can't, you can't hit a man when he keeps trying to hug you. You can't stop somebody when they keep trying to love you because love penetrates deeper than the hardest soils. It will penetrate. How many remember my elevator story about smiling a few months back, y'all know the elevators. If you, if you remember the story of the sermon, just just throw an emoji or something to say I remember or amen or something, and let us know you're with us. And, and, and I, this is a true story, not, not that the others aren't, but, but the elevators have these two buttons. They got they an open and shut button, because if in case you're in a hurry and you don't want to wait for the automated door to do it for you, you can speed it up. So so I'm not like a morning person, believe it or not. I know, it's crazy. But um, you think, that guy talks so much, he's not a morning person? I'm really not. And, and I used to go in super early at A.G. Edwards, and I'd get in the elevator, and it's a big old building, and there was so many stretch of walkways you had to go through to get to your desk so you could hide in your cubicle, because you didn't want to talk to anybody. You didn't want to say, hello. I didn't want to see you, and you maybe wanted to see me, but I just wanted to get from point A to B. And so i get in that elevator, and this was with many jobs, by the way, and Boom, boom, boom. If I heard those feet coming, I'd be tapping that button just like, ha, ha, I got away. You didn't get to me. You couldn't be nice to me because I don't want to talk to you. So I shut the door. I shut the elevator door. And I feel like a superhero escaping because I didn't have to say hello to the people. It's all right if you all do it too. Come on, somebody. Has anybody else ever shut the elevator door because they didn't want to talk to the people that were coming? And you just made them get on the next elevator? Come on, somebody. Imitate God, dear children, he says. (laughs) It's hard to do when it hurts. It's hard to love when it hurts. The Bible says God's love surpasses our understanding. It's greater than our senses. So when we choose to love anyway, we are allowing God to change the situation beyond our understanding. We're allowing God to intervene. Again, it gets back to control. Love surpasses our understanding. And sometimes there will just never will be an answer. Sometimes you won't necessarily have an answer, but you are called to walk in love anyway. When you disagree with them, you can still love them. You can love the person and not love what they do. There's a difference. It's not hate. It's called a disagreement. And I will always love you, but I will tell you if I disagree. And that's okay. We were meant to be different. We weren't meant to agree on everything. But walking in love never changes, according to the Bible. We are called to love even when it doesn't feel fair. Even when you lose someone you love innocently, tragically, it's not fair that God would take these people out of my life, it's not fair. Why, God, would you do this to me? That's the the first reaction a lot of times. Why would God allow this, is the reaction sometimes. And we have to remember that we are in this world of sin, and things happen in this life. And why God allows some things over another, we may never have the answer to. But one thing we can always rest assured is that God's love for us was there is there and will always be there even when it feels unfair it's not fair that he had to die on the cross and suffer for us it's not fair but by grace we receive the love that has been given so it's not fair and it's hard and it's it's difficult but I will love as a child of God and imitate it until I make it I'll fake it till I make it because that is what God did for me He sacrificed for me, so I will sacrifice for him no matter what. And if I trip, I'll get back up. Because remembering who loves me is how I'll always remember how to walk in love. And it is a choice. Well, they did me wrong. They don't deserve my love. And we don't deserve God's love. He who is without sin cast the first stone. Let he who is without sin cast the first. See, everything we justify to ourselves of why we shouldn't do this because of them, we can look in the mirror and say, God could have said the same thing to us. That's why we have to remember who loves us, Jesus. That will always remind us the necessity of walking in love, even when it hurts. Some of you have been hurt so many times in relationships, in people, in verbal abuse, in all these things, been burned so many times. You are to stay clear of foolishness. That's okay, but never stop loving. How, how do I stop loving? How do I not stop loving without being burned again? Because people take advantage of me. Well, there's a difference. There's a difference. The way you do it is you surpass your pain with the priority. You surpass the pain with priority. And to all you... all you young people who are in sour and toxic relationships, that doesn't mean you stay with that person. That doesn't mean you should be with that person. That means you can, you can care about that person as a child of the Lord, but God may have something better. That doesn't mean you're supposed to throw yourself to the wolves and be taken advantage because God's love is a wise love. It has wisdom, and it is, it is condoned by God. And if it's not condoned by God, it's not love to begin with. So you can love and be wise at the same time. Just because I love you doesn't mean I'm going to do anything you say. That's not love. That's control. And I have to remember in all seasons to surpass pain of what you did, the pain of loving when it hurts, the pain of having a bad day with the priority. I have to take the priority and put it above the pain. I have to prioritize the priority over the pain because the mission remains. God's love hasn't changed our mission to love others as Christ loved us and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself. What did he do when he loved? He gave. What do you do when you love? You give because when you give, you express love. The priority is the focus on what matters the most. What's my priority? In life, what's the order of things most relevant to my purpose? God, my family, my walk, my job. There's an order to things. Get the priorities in God's order, and I think that's why Corona has been a blessing. in in disguise because for me, it's helped me rearrange my priorities and remember what matters most. It makes me remember what is it that I'm going to cherish the most when everything's stripped away from me. It's the community of my own blood, family, relatives, loved ones, children. I'm not going to care about the money. I'm not going to care about nice houses nice cars, fancy restaurants. If you stripped everything away from me and my life was going to end tomorrow, guess what I'm going to want? I'm going to want those who love me by my side because that is the priority love surpasses all other understanding and things love conquers all and love is the essence of our being who we are made to be was children of God that love others as he has loved us so I will surpass my reason I will surpass my emotion which pain is a feeling and a feeling is driven by emotion and I will surpass all those feelings with the priority. And that's to love others as Christ loved us. Because remember, He loved us first. He didn't wait for us to love Him to love us. He loved us before we even knew Him. That's how love is supposed to be. It's unconditional. It's first. It's without consequence. It's It's without strategy to receive. It's about giving. And when you have love, you give. The two work together. They are almost synonymous. You can't have one without the other. I can't bring God's gifts to the altar if I don't reconcile with my brethren, the Bible says. It's contradictory. Because when I have not shown that love to them to make peace, I'm bringing that turmoil before God because when you've done it to them, you've done it to me, says the Lord. My love has no conditions. I'll never stop loving when I remember who loves me If y'all could stand with me me this morning. We're talking about walking in love. And it's weird preaching to this camera. So sometimes I'm just visualizing y'all. Sometimes the stuffed animals aren't enough. Sometimes the cool technology is not enough. And when God puts something in you to give away, you're supposed to give it away. So God put something in each one of you today that you're supposed to give away. And I just see y'all right now. I see our family right now, our church family. And I'm here to tell you, church, get rid of the bad days. Life's too short to keep throwing away days over nonsense. Life's too short to keep holding on and harboring pain. Surpass your pain with the priority of the mission because that is going to heal the pain within and it's going to heal them too. It's triggering that. God wants to use you and he can't use you if you don't walk. In order to walk and to plant God in others, you have to do it in love. That is how you walk this way. Unconditional. No matter what. I will continue to walk and fight the good fight. No matter who gets in my way. No matter who makes me angry in the car. When they cut me off, I'm going to pray for them. When I get out of the car and they're hollering at me, I'm going to reach towards my hand and I'm not going to smack them. I'm going to pray for them that, God, you interview right now because I know your power and your love surpasses every other emotion on the planet, every other problem. It doesn't matter. When I invoke the name of Jesus on the situation, things will settle. The waves will stop crashing down on me. And the sea will become calm because Jesus is in the middle of my pain. He's in the middle of the bad day. He's in the middle of the hurt. He's in the middle, and I can rest assured that God will bring peace to His waters because I have put my faith in. In him. Oh, you of little faith, he told the apostles on the boat. He said, where was your faith? Why did you doubt? I don't have to doubt because I know who is in the middle of my storm, and that is Jesus Christ. So all you right now who are feeling the depression, who are feeling the weight, who are ready to burst at the seams because you need to to extract those things you're holding on to. God says, I am here and the time is coming and you can shout for praises because you've got something to be grateful for. You can stand here. The sun is shining. We've got a good church. We've got a blessed church. You've got a blessed life. There's people who have fought for your freedom that have given you this moment and we can rejoice in the Lord because it all started with Jesus Christ on the cross and God, we come to you right now and we give so much thanks. We are grateful and we will imitate the love that you have bestowed on us until we feel it for ourselves because your word never fails. Your word never lies. You can't lie, God. You are perfect. Your word is perfect and perfectly placed to live in our hearts that, the, that may we may unfold the mysteries of your kingdom to the world as we walk as the body of Christ and we will keep on walking because we shout for joy and we're going to go into this week giving thanks for all the privileges and blessings we had and we can't wait till tomorrow God because as long as we have earth as long as we have air to breathe God we are excited because you are in each step we are taking and we are thankful for that and if the house of God could say in Jesus name Amen.